Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi, I'm Tony Joe, and I've been helping people buy and sell real estate here in Greater Victoria for over 25 years. There's been so much to learn. Uh, it's one of those things where there are changing goalposts in the real estate market uh, every year, whether it be uh, government uh, regulations, uh, whether it be uh, the market, uh, things like mortgage rules, which we'll be talking about today. Uh, there's never a dull moment here in real estate. Uh, in the studio today, uh, we have um, three experts in the community. Uh, we have Diana Zink, uh, the stage coach. Uh, she specializes in home staging and preparation. Uh, Denise Webster, who is back again. We had Denise a couple of weeks back. Uh, she's a mortgage advisor with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, and also here is Lori Zorn, the insurance manager at Island Savings. Uh, thank you all for coming. Thank you, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Yeah, you know, it's one of the nice things about having a radio show is uh, having uh, guests and friends uh, who I've relied on uh, over the years. Uh, you guys are great. The, the, uh, um, the glamorous ladies of real estate. Glore. We'll call you Glore, right? <laughs> yes. um, but listen, what we want to start off with, uh, as I have done recently, uh, is a question that has come in during the week. So from Kathy, received an email. Uh, I'll, I'll just read you the summary here. We've outgrown our home and need to move, but don't want to sell until we find a place to buy. Help. And that's help with three exclamation marks as well, too. So this is a serious uh, question. Um, it's something that's come up a lot recently. Now, we're obviously in a very different sort of real estate market right now. This is, I think the three of you would agree, this is not a usual real estate market. Um, uh, you know, in, in a normal marketplace, you have the time. You can actually find a house, um, uh, even maybe make an offer subject to the sale of your house. Then you have the time to sell, and, and ultimately uh, it all happens right now. We have no inventory. It's very hard for people to find anything. One of the reasons why the market is strong the way it is right now, our statistics uh, came out uh, for the month of uh, February. Um, still a very strong marketplace with very little inventory. Uh, we're down 40% inventory compared to this time wow. last year. Um, you know, really what it is is a lot of people out there right now want to move. They really want to move. Um, but they are reluctant to go to market because they have the sense that they can sell relatively easily. But the trick is, where are they going to go? Because, uh, first of all, there's nothing to buy. The second thing is the rental market is very tight. So there's nothing to rent as well, too. And we've seen a lot of people have to resort to uh, mom and dad's basement uh, or going places short term. Uh, I, for one, in 25 years have never seen this before. Uh, it is a, a function of the marketplace. So getting back to Kathy's question, what can you do? Well, there's a, there's a couple of options here. Like I said a moment ago, uh, hoping for an offer subject to the sale of your home is just not going to happen. And, and the reason for that is every seller knows that uh, right now all they need to do is wait and somebody else will come around the corner who's already prepared. They already have their financing in place. They don't need to sell their house. They're ready to go. Uh, so why would they consider an offer that is subject to the sale uh, of your place? Uh, secondly, even if a seller did agree to it, let's not forget that that condition also means that the seller is able to consider other offers in the meantime. So even if you were able, and, and that's a big question, even if you were able to, to, to have such an offer, chances are somebody else is going to bump you anyways. So what, what are your remedies? Well, the first thing is, we'll talk about this a little later with Denise, make sure that you are financially capable. Like it's very handy to be able to know that you could, if the wheels fell off, you knew that you'd be able to carry both houses. 
Uh, obviously, that's not your first choice. Um, and again, in today's marketplace, depending on the kind of property you have to sell, very high probability that you're going to end up getting a quick sale anyways, maybe even multiple offer uh, and higher than you expect. Um, if that is not a possibility, it may be a function right now of just waiting, just waiting until the market sort of stabilizes, waiting until there's more inventory out there and the competition is less uh, fierce than it is right now. Um, so those are things to consider. Uh, anyways, what I want to get to, Kathy, is the fact that you are not alone. This is something that we're seeing a lot of. It's common in the lower mainland. We're seeing it as well, too, in Toronto, which is where uh, Diana's from. Um, so it is it's just a function of what's happening out there. Um, so hopefully that helps you a little bit. But um, ladies, uh, Denise, Lori, and Diana, uh, what have you guys been seeing? We're here talking about real estate and homes and all that. So what's happened with you in the past week? I'll, I'll start because uh, yeah. Kathy is kind of one of those topics that is uh, coming up to my desk quite often. So I would touch on uh, Kathy's question to, uh, to kind of elaborate and say uh, the pre-approval would be so important in this scenario to know that your purchase, uh, you know, what your purchase power is for that new home. Uh, and then kind of consider the worst case scenario, as Tony mentioned, what if you didn't sell the house? So we would package that uh, as an idea of possibly that might have to be a rental home if it couldn't sell. Would you be willing to have tenants in the home? And would your application debt service that? So that would be a, a backup kind of scenario of, of, okay, you didn't sell. Now it's a rental. Here's your purchase power for the new. Now you are carrying the two mortgages. And we'd also have that conversation about bridge financing because the other scenario that gets tied into that is the down payment could be tied up in the sale of that home. Yeah. So if you don't sell, you don't have the down payment for that new purchase. Yeah, so a lot of people are equity rich right now and cash poor. Exactly. So um, really having a, a, a great consultation from your realtor to know uh, what they think um, the market is looking for with the sale of your home, if they really are confident in that sale, then we're going to look at an idea of bridge financing. So that's the scenario where you are confident you're going to sell your home, but the dates may not line up. So you may make a purchase uh, and your purchase date may be uh, before uh, your sale date. Yeah. So you need to know that you have bridge financing in place as well, because we're going to bridge the down payment from the sale of the home that happens after your purchase. So that's a these these are questions you have to discuss with your mortgage yeah, broker. Thanks for bringing that up, Denise. So the dates are crucial as well. So yes. nowadays it's not just the price, it's the date. Yeah. Because uh, it can affect you. It can Absolutely. affect your carrying costs and, and, and where you're at and where you're going to move to, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, Lori, how about you in the insurance world? Right, Tony. What I was going to say is if you get that chance before you purchase, talk to your insurance broker. What I'm going to look at is probably get a list from your insurance broker what um, you should be looking for. Sometimes a home has asbestos in it or a buried oil tank. Uh, the insurance broker is going to be able to tell you uh, what they're going to be able to insure and what could cause alarms. So for me, I'm, I'm just going to put that word of advice out there and say talk to your market or to your insurance advisor and just get that piece of advice of uh, what homes are insurable and what's going to set off alarms for an insurance to write an application. Yeah, so for in both of those cases, both the uh, uh, mortgage side of things and insurance, I, I guess the message there is be prepared, right? Be prepared, absolutely. Yeah. Makes your life a lot easier yeah, and, when you're and buying that actually home. Something that I have noticed is from the insurance standpoint, mm -hmm. even though it is a pre-written clause in our contracts, you know, subject to buyer 
uh, obtaining insurance. Right. We do find that that tends to be the um, the, cl- the the condition that is minimized the most because everyone assumes that insurance is easy enough to get, right? And these days things are changing, right? It's a changing world out there. So you want to make sure that this home is going to be insurable and not going to cause you any problems going down the road because for Denise's end, if they can't... Um, uh, if they can't get the insurance, the mortgage isn't going to go through. Wow. Okay. We're go- I know we're going to cover that mm-hmm. uh, in a few minutes uh, when, when we have you one-on-one. Uh, Diana, now how about you? You are the home staging and preparation expert. So what I've noticed recently is, especially with this market, everybody thinks that everything is selling. So one, they don't have to do anything to their homes because you just put a, a sign in the front lawn and, and your house will sell. And as you know, that isn't the case. So with Kathy, who um, wants to buy before she sells and has a condition on selling, that may not happen. Like Denise says, you may end up in a rental situation. And people have to realize that you still have to put your best foot forward on your property. You still want to make as much money as you can on your property. So preparing your property to sell is still a really important thing. It's not just any dump will sell anymore. Yeah, you, know, you don't need to go much further than uh, Realtor.ca when you look at the photos of properties. I mean, I every day we see photos of unmade beds. Oh, and, it's my pet peeve, man. Uh, yeah, and clothes uh, strewn <laughs> yeah. all over the place. And these are people who are trying to sell their houses, right? And these are unfortunate realtors who are allowing these pictures to, to show up on the MLS. It's like, you know, even if it's not presented that way for the buyer, potential buyer, at least presented that way in the photos. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. We'll touch. We'll touch on that as well too. There's a responsibility of the real estate professionals to make sure that their uh, clients' properties are Absolutely. held in their best light. Absolutely. Right? So uh, on air with us today, uh, we have Diana Zink, uh, the stage coach, home staging and home preparation. Uh, Denise Webster, a mortgage advisor from Dominion Lending Centers and Modern Mortgage Group, and Lori Zorn, insurance manager of Island Savings. Having a great conversation here. Uh, so we're just going to take a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment uh, and we'll, we'll answer a number of questions you may have about the real estate process. You may not even know that you have them, but we'll answer them for you. Back in a moment. Hi, I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation about real estate here. Home staging, does it really pay off? You know, home staging is something that is still kind of relatively new uh, here in Greater Victoria. We only really started hearing about this or encountering it maybe in the last 10 years. Uh, It is something that was uh, a lot more common in marketplaces like the East in Toronto uh, and down in the States, uh, definitely. There are home staging professionals here in Greater Victoria, and I happen to have the privilege of having one uh, in the studio here right now with us right now, who is Diana Zink from uh, The Stagecoach. Uh, Diana, again, thanks for coming. Thanks, Jody, for having me. Yeah. So one of the things that I just want to point out to all the listeners, we just came off a very busy uh, real estate market. 2016 was by far the busiest market that Victoria has ever encountered. And I know this, I've been doing this for 25 years. It was busy. Um, just to let you know, there were 1,200, uh, sorry, 12,490 listings. So that's when somebody puts their property in the market. That happened 12,490 times last year. Now, what most people probably don't know is of that 12,000 listings, uh, 2,928, almost 3,000 of those listings did not sell. So what that means, and I I think people often think in a strong real estate market, everything will sell. I can just put my property in the market. I don't have to do anything with it. You know, I can put a for sale sign up and boom, it'll sell. But 23% of the time, that did not happen. So, Diana, from a uh, home preparation and staging standpoint, uh, let's talk about that a little bit. 
Uh, thanks, Tony. Yeah, and that's right. Uh, like I said earlier, not everything is selling. And just because it is a hot market for sellers, you still have to put your best foot forward. I tell this to people all the time. You wouldn't sell your car without getting it detailed. Why would you sell your most valuable asset without doing something to make it look better? And when you're p- people who are selling their homes are usually buying as well. So often I'll ask people, when you go to look at a house to buy, how do you feel when you walk into a house that hasn't been kept up, hasn't been cleaned, hasn't made been made to look presentable? Uh, it's always about the feeling when you walk into somebody's home. Actually, I want to hold uh, that thought for just a moment because I want to bring up one. It's a pet peeve of mine, and we bump into it every once in a while. You see these large houses, and when you walk in and the owners have not had the heat on for weeks and it's ice cold inside, yep. that is a great example of uh, making someone not feel comfortable. And wanting to leave their... really fast. Yes. And it's the it's same as the opposite. And I tell this to people all the time. You have to have your... your your, uh, the temperature in your home, comfortable for people, usually with their coats on. So you want to have it not freezing so that they want to get out of there, and you want to have it not too hot that they want to get out of there fast. And, and, and a little tip here, uh, um, again, making sure the temperature is comfortable. So there's a, there's a lot of people who, who they, again, like I said, in a larger home, especially with electric baseboard heat, they're attempting to yep. conserve energy. Yeah, and that's what I, I, I tell people too. You're right. And and what they'll do is they'll turn baseboards yeah. completely off, and yeah. they don't realize that it's not healthy for the house. Yeah. So uh, I guess one of the tip, tips here for people is make sure you have your temperature at a constant at least, what, 15, 16, 18 degrees Celsius, right? For sure. And and the other reason for that, too, is you walk into a house that's really cold, and you're going to think, it's too expensive to heat the house. Ah, there we go. So you don't want to have people walking into their place and go, oh, if you can't afford to heat the house, I don't want to have a really high hydro bill either. So if you're keeping, and it's the same with people who have fans, stand-up fans in their their rooms. Yeah. And we tell them to put put them away. Yeah, put them away because you don't want to have anybody think that it's too hot or too cold in your house. Yeah, good point. Good yeah. point. Yeah. So um, about home staging itself, for those who don't know about what home staging is, let's talk about that. So what is it exactly that you as a home stager does? So initially what we usually start off with is a two-hour consultation. So we'll walk through somebody's home with the homeowner preferably, sometimes with the realtor as well. Um, I had one the other day. I had four people wa- wandering around the house with me. So I, I don't care how many people want to participate. A lot of times, well, it's fun actually. It is fun, and a lot of times you'll have, especially if it's a senior, you'll have the senior person and their kids coming along as well. So we walk through every room of the house, and we do the outside as well. And I'll just walk through, and I'll give them tips on what they can do to make their house look more inviting, to look more spacious, and to have um, the room set up the way it it shows the house better than their stuff. Yeah, because I I think it's really important that when when people live in their homes, they're familiar with their home. They're used to the way their room is set up. They're used to the way, you know, where everything is. And um, what you're doing as an expert is you're coming in with a different set of eyes, right? That's right. And I, that's one of the first lines that I tell people is that the way we live and the way we sell are two different things. Yeah. It's for, for example, things like toothbrushes, you know, and the, and the bathroom sink and all that, right? I mean, when I sold my house in Toronto, I actually staged it myself, but I still had somebody else come in and look at it because I see my stuff every day. Yeah. You know, you're, you're used to seeing your stuff every day. 
So it's, it's always good to have a second set of eyes look at that. For sure. We're here with Diana Zink, the stagecoach, and she is talking about home staging right now. So um, con- continuing on with, with your consultation. So you have a consultation. Um, uh, you're talking to people about what you would suggest now. Um, a big question is, are you, do you bring furniture in or can you use stuff around the house? If it's a, an occupied home, I can almost always use what they have in the house. Yeah. So, you know, I, I always try to keep the price as low as possible for uh, my clients. Sometimes I'll bring in some art or, or accessories or the odd piece of furniture if, the, if it's already furnished. If it's a completely vacant house, that's a whole different situation. And we can bring in everything from teaspoons to sofas to artwork and uh, really make the house pop. And a lot of people feel, especially when it's the place is vacant, if they're going to bring any furniture in at all, all they have to do is show how the furniture sits in the room, that it can handle a queen-size bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I often tell people, that's not what you're going for. People can usually picture that. What you are trying to invoke is that feeling of home yeah. for people to, to walk into that home and, and picture themselves living there. They can't do that with no artwork or no bedding or, you know, I've seen people so, where they just throw an at, a mattress on the floor and call yeah. that a bedroom, you know? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Or, 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 or just have a temporary bed yeah. that is a camping bed yeah. that yeah, obviously is not very, very home-like, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, like I say, it's all about invoking that feeling of, I want to live here. I can see my family living here. And that's also why we tell people to take down personal pictures yes. and collections. Yeah. I, I had one the other day that had, you know, collections of spoons and plates and stuff all over the wall. Mm-hmm. And people get distracted by that. Yeah, well, I can speak to that because, you know, we've had many buyers that uh, that end up focusing on the, the photo. And the worst ones are the drunken photos in Las Vegas that are up on the walls, right? <laughs> and, and people are looking at these photos, and they're not looking at the house. They're not paying attention to what they actually should be looking at. That's right. Don't, yeah. don't post your Facebook page pictures on your walls. No, <laughs> no exactly. Well, yeah, actually, you know, one of the things that you just reminded me, up, me about is you helped a client of ours several years ago um, with a condo on Dallas Road. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. that one there, uh, as I recall, um, so you furnished the living room. Yes. Right, so it wasn't a complete. Um, it wasn't complete, but but that 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 place had such an amazing view yeah. that we wanted to make sure that that stood out and that there was, and that that also had a living room, kind of a dining room, and a little area in between that people were confused about. Yeah. So we made that as a sitting and looking out over the water. And, and that was the thing, because you set up like a, a sitting area, and I yeah. think that was really. Actually, I didn't talk to you about this before. I just remembered it now. Yeah. But but uh, um, it just it you had you had made it so that. People could actually sit down and and truly feel what it's like to have that view in their place every day. Yeah, and that was difficult to do when it was empty. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, because you you think that people will get a sense of the view, but when you're standing or you're you're looking, you look at it in a very different way if it's That's not right. furnished, right? If you can sit there and have a cup of coffee and look out over Dallas Road over the over the water. Yeah. You know, that, that sells people for sure. Yeah. I mean, another example I can bring up is uh, you also did one for another client of ours uh, last year, and it was a 10,000-square-foot house yeah. that, <laughs> that had, uh, I mean, it's hard to furnish something like that, but it needed a sense of, of, of place. It needed, it needed to make it, make it look warm yeah. because it wasn't warm. It was beautiful home, yeah. but it was cold. It well, almost echoed. It, it was all, it was concrete yeah. and marble and, and all that. So but again, a view, beautiful view, yeah. but still, you, you still want to get that 
that nice wow when you walk in the door. That was a fun place to stay. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> um, so where do you get your, your, your items? Like, so um, obviously if you need to, to, to get uh, pieces and everything, there's resources in town here, right? Yeah, I have uh, a place in town. It's called The House, and they have a warehouse uh, that they rent to stagers, and they, they rent to everybody else as well. They just have different pricing for whether you're members or not, and I can rent everything from there. Um, they have artwork. They have all kinds of furniture. Yeah. Um, yeah, everything everything comes from the yeah, same Yeah, knickknacks, like the vases everything. And, the, yeah. and all that. Flowers, little plants, every, everything. Ashtrays. Do they still use ashtrays? No. Oh, no okay. <laughs> if I see an ashtray, I tell people to move it. Yeah. <laughs> but there's, it, it is such a great option. And um, uh, so, Dana, people need to reach you. How do they do that? They can reach me at uh, thestagecoach.ca. Mm-hmm. Um, my phone number is 514, uh, 250-514-6217. And um, email is diana at thestagecoach.ca. That's great. Thanks for coming, Diana. Thank uh, you. Always great having you. And home staging is so important. Taking a quick break. We'll be back in just a moment. Hi, I'm Tony Joe. There is a moving goalpost out there, and that's what we call mortgage rules. Things are always moving or changing. Uh, in my 25 years, I've got to say every year, uh, the government and the powers that be and the Bank of Canada changes things, not only just rates, but uh, how people can obtain mortgages, uh, how they can refinance. Um, and this is a really big topic. Uh, with me today uh, in the studio is Denise Webster. Denise, is w- she's a mortgage advisor with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group. Uh, and Denise, uh, this is not your first time. Great to have you back here. It's good to be back. Thanks, Tony. Great. So uh, what's happening out there? I mean, this is, I'm going to just a loaded open question. it is because there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. What have you seen? Well, what if you even have know? it straight in your head, I'd be surprised. I, I, I think uh, even brokers uh, across the board were struggling to keep all the rules straight in our head. There's been so many changes. The biggest one would be the announcement uh, that took effect on October 17th, and it's been referred to as the mortgage stress test. Uh. Uh, and it's stressful. <laughs> okay, so so for listeners here, the mortgage stress test is a means for lenders to make sure that somebody can actually can actually support their mortgage, right? Yep, and qualify at a higher rate if our mortgage rates were to go up. Okay, now we we need to explain this here mm-hmm. at the higher so. There are different types of rates. Tell us about rates that people see in the bank. People, like, Well, the two rates are uh, what we hear is a fixed rate and a variable rate. Yeah. Um, before this mortgage rule, uh, clients were already qualifying at a higher rate to take a variable rate mortgage, a floating rate. Um, but before this rule, um, a client could qualify their mortgage application based on a five-year fixed rate. And at that time, our five-year rates were as low as 239 244 so taking their income and their debts and, and working into a mortgage payment into that, that payment was quite small at a 2.39%. Uh, so the big change is that now we will have buyers, if they have less than 20% down, they will qualify at our Canada's benchmark, our posted rate, which is currently at 464 mm-hmm. So you can imagine the spread between 2.44 and 4.64. Okay, so that doesn't mean that they're going to take a mortgage at No, 4%. they're not going to. Their payments won't be structured around that uh, 4.64, but their whole application will qualify for a payment as if it was calculated at 4.64. Yeah. Okay. And this is this is the this is the Bank of Canada, right? This is federal government. Yeah. Yep. So why now would they enact something like this? Well, it was uh, looking at Canadian uh, consumer debt, 
and thinking that Canadians are carrying too much debt and it's all about the risk of who's going to default their mortgage. So let's put in a risk assessment of saying if you could pay a mortgage at 4.64, we'll have less defaults on our mortgages um, if we've we've put in that little cushion. Yeah, because so, because there's always that concern about if, if you're maxing out and you're buying uh, all the house you can at 2.6%, yeah. and if the rates went up half a point or went up to 4%, what would happen, right? What would happen to our mortgage holders? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't think this is a crazy bad idea. It is going to protect our, our economy or our, basically our, any borrower from defaulting their mortgage. But I think the really important thing to stress that in a market that was so competitive right now with no supply, um, we cut our buyers' purchase power by at least 20% with mm-hmm. this new rule. Yeah. So in a very competitive market like Victoria, Vancouver, Toronto, um, where you had pre-qualified a buyer for a purchase price of, let's say, 700 um, we were making phone calls back to those buyers and saying, I'm sorry, your purchase power has been cut down by about $100,000 now. You're now in that $600,000 range. Yeah. Um, and that was pushing them out of the market they were looking in. Yeah. That's a significant number. Yeah, and it, it often made the difference between buying a house and ha- and now having to buy a condo oh, or a detached building or something, right? Yeah. So it actually, it, it, it kiboshed the dreams of many people. It did. Yeah. Um, out of curiosity, so we're talking about uh, mortgages that are uh, down payments of 20%. Less than 20%. Less than 20%. An so what, insured mortgage. What percentage of, of buyers are you finding need... Um, or buying with less than 20%? Well, I think it is a fairly high number. I don't know what that rate is, but um, maybe what would um, back the idea up that we have a lot of buyers out there with less than 20% is um, our BC home partnership loan ah, that came into effect, yes. saying that our Canadians, our BC residents, are really struggling to come up with their 5% or their down payment. So that would back up the idea that um, our buyers are really struggling to get their down payments together. Okay. Actually, let's touch on that real quick. A little bit. We talked about this. In <laughs> fact, we did yep. a video that, mm-hmm. that is on my YouTube channel, you and I talking about uh, talking about this. The uh, the program that the government uh, rolled in, and that was, uh, when was that now? That, oh, gosh, when did it come in? Or well, well over a month. It was effective um, yeah. just uh, just early. So ba- basically, end it, of February. it helps people with their down payment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try and summarize it. So it is helping those buyers that just can't come up with their 5%. Um, so if you've saved two and a half percent, our BC government will uh, match that other two and a half and you'll have your five percent for your down payment because our minimum down payment to purchase is five percent. Okay, it's important to know though, this is not a gift. It is not a gift, it's a loan. It's interest free for five years, but that payment will kick in if you have not paid it back at the end of the five years. Um, the one thing that is not being really released is that it is considered a borrowed source. Uh-huh. So those insurance premiums are higher on that that five percent mark and that ten, ten sorry ten percent mark. So if you've saved five percent and you uh, dip into the loan for another five percent to have ten percent, you are paying a higher. Uh, insurance premium on that. There's only one sweet spot in this whole program is if you have saved your own 10% and you borrow another five to get the 15, you will be decreasing your insurance premiums. 
Okay, so we're here with Denise Webster. She's a mortgage advisor with Dominion Lending uh, Centers Modern Mortgage Group. And you know, I'm, I'm, I'm right now. I'm hearing listeners scrambling with pen and paper, trying to write down all the stuff you're talking about. Good news is, uh, of course, uh, listeners can find us on cfax1070.com. Um, uh, in the coming week, here you can always replay what we discussed here. Um, let's just re- really quickly uh, mortgage premiums. Like you, you mentioned mortgage insurance. A lot of people don't understand what that is. This is again for people that have less than. 20% down payment. Correct. It requires uh, um, insurance by CMHC, Genworth. And right? Canada Guarantee. We have three mortgage insurers. So this is default insurance. So this is secures the lender that if the borrower should default, the lender, the mortgage insurance will kick in and pay out that loan if the home were to go into foreclosure. Yeah. So this is a premium that gets added to your mortgage. It gets included in the payment amortized over it. It's not something you have to, the additional funds that you have to come up with. Mm-hmm. The most important thing I'd like to note in this as well is another change that effective March 17th, oh, write this these Hold premiums <laughs> are going up. Okay. So they're just keep kicking us while we're down. All right. um, so uh, it is on a tier basis. So if you have your 5%, um, what was a 3.6 premium is now going up to 4%. Okay. Then it changes. You get up to your 10%. That dropped. Uh, that used to be 2.4. It will go up to 3.1. If you get your 15% down, that was a 1.8 premium. That's going up to 2.8. And as soon as you have your 20% down, that premium disappears. You won't see that in your mortgage. Yeah, and of course, the incentive is to put as much down payment as you can on a house. Mm-hmm. And from a bank standpoint, uh, it is less risk because of the fact that you have more down payment. Correct. The chances of default are, are less. Yep. Um, things like that. Now, the, the scary thing that you just mentioned is with 5% down, the premium is 3 uh, sorry, 4%, It's going to be right? 4%. You're going to have 1% equity in your home. Yeah, Wow. So, and this has changed because I remember the days when it was two and a half percent, right? So it's 4% now. Now, the other thing too is uh, it's important for people to know you don't, you're not having to find this extra money. No. Uh, This all gets embedded into the mortgage, right? Yeah, absolutely. But it's a pretty hard pill to swallow when you've worked hard for, you know, you've got your 20,000 down on your $400,000 purchase Mm -hmm. and uh, I think it's about $18,000 is going to get added back onto that. Yeah. You, you know, here's the thing. I mean, people have been talking a lot about affordability and how difficult it is to purchase real estate in Greater Victoria. And I have to say, it's been, I've mentioned a few times, 25 years for me. I got to say, it's always been difficult. It's never been easy to buy your first house. Buying your first house uh, is not an easy process. Uh, there's always hoops to jump through and, and hurdles and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, from from my perspective, um, the, the government's always made it quite easy to buy. So to be able to buy with 5% down, to be able to use borrowed uh, money, to be able to have family member support, um, it, it really isn't that difficult. And the other thing, too, is 25 years ago, they didn't, we didn't have mortgage brokers. Right. Right? That's what you are. I am. Right? And so, I think more than ever, I really do think our buyers out there really need to get some advice because of all these mortgage rules change. It's not like it used to be. Mm -hmm. Uh, You really do need um, somebody to guide you through this. Um, I do say I I am happy to hold your hand because there's so much to understand and I have all the patience in the world for my buyers just to get them through this. And I will say one thing for you as well too and what we really enjoy about you Denise is that if it's not going to work you do you do tell people now is not the time. Yeah and why. Yeah. So that's great. We really appreciate that. So, Denise, Thanks. how do people reach you if they need to get in touch with you? Uh, directly on my phone is 250-889-4743. And my email is denise at denisewebster.com. 
And everyone else, uh, if you need more information, just go online to cfax1070.com because we have the la- all the three ladies here, their contact information online, and we'll be posting uh, this podcast shortly afterwards too. Taking a quick break, back in just a moment. I'm Tony Joe, a real estate agent here in Greater Victoria, and we're talking today about mortgages, staging, and home insurance. What are important considerations when getting home insurance? This is something that often confuses people, and for many, uh, it is a area that uh, is so crucially important, especially when we see uh, accidents that happen around the home. Um, always sad to see um, homes that have uh, had a fire and burned out people's, uh, um, basically their personal items, their history, their memories, all gone away. And it's even worse when they haven't been properly insured. So I'm here today uh, with Lori Zorn. Lori is the insurance manager at Island Savings. Lori, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me, Tony. Yeah, no, this is this is a huge topic. There's so much to talk about here. Um, right. Home insurance. When somebody comes in to Island Savings and says, I'm just about to buy a house, I need to make sure I can get insurance. What are the things that you guys are looking at? We are going to sit down with you and we're going to advise you what you should be looking for. Um, We're finding, especially when we're talking about a hot market right now, people sometimes forget about the insurance aspect of it. And it's an they just assume that they'll get insurance. They're going to assume that they're going to get insurance, but there's lots of red flags out there that we would be able to advise a new buyer on. Mm-hmm. What are the areas that scare insurance companies? Okay, so it's not the new home construction out there. We're going to be looking especially at the older homes. Um, I would say 1950s and and older. Uh, just recently we had one that we came across and it wasn't on a continuous foundation. It was wow. on blocks. Yeah, on okay, so we're, we're talking uh, instead of a poured foundation that I was sitting on. Correct. It's just sitting on blocks and often uh, concrete pads, right? That's right. And okay. so for insurance companies, they're looking at that. If you want to get earthquake insurance, that's, that's a big no-no with insurance companies okay. because it's not stable enough when that earthquake happens. Yeah. So, so actually, out of curiosity, if, if an insurance company, because I know many, if not, mm-hmm. uh, if not most or all, are concerned about this, mm-hmm. it literally means the house can collapse. It's not, it's not as, as structurally stable as one that's sitting on a poured concrete foundation. That is correct. So if, if an insurance company isn't interested, are there alt- alternates? Are there Ab- alternatives? Absolutely. It takes us a little bit more time, mm-hmm. um, but there are specialty risk insurance companies out there and they do cost more money. They're, you know, insurance are going to charge for yeah. the risk. So, so an, a, an assumption that happens is obviously somebody owns that house right now mm-hmm. and somebody has uh, been paying insurance on the house. Uh, all the way up until now, why would it be an issue now as opposed to the... Because what I'm getting to is the assumption for many is, well, if the owner right now has insurance, surely I can get insurance. Absolutely. And what we're finding is insurance companies, you know, they're getting, the regulations are getting tighter. So those people could have been with their insurance company for years and years and years. And it maybe was not even a question that they asked years ago Mm -hmm. or everything with insurance is based on actuaries, right? Mm -hmm. So now they know what the risk is. So, and now we're looking at earthquake here in, in the Victoria area. Well, this is nothing new. No, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, insurance, some insurance companies pulled totally off the island. You, they thought the risk was too high. Okay, actually, let's talk about earthquake insurance then. Right. So it exists? It does exist. Okay. Um, I've noticed, you know, the last two years, the rates have increased on that. Um, but there's different, there's different options, right? Sometimes people will just put earthquake on their home 
and not on their contents. Oh. Um, sometimes they'll take contents to a 50% value instead of the 100% value of the dwelling. Mm-hmm. Um, I always say to people, if there's an earthquake and you choose not to insure your most valuable asset, can you afford to self-insure? Can you afford to rebuild that home? Do you have the home? money yourself? Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe your job's not going to be there. You might have a mortgage. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you won't be working. You need to live some other place. You have to pay your mortgage and you have to rebuild. How many people really can afford to do that? Yeah. You know, talking about earthquakes, so I was reading an article a couple of weeks ago about uh, in the States, um, uh, regions that are in the whatever tornado path or mm-hmm. something, and how although properties are inexpensive, the cost of insurance is, is huge, right? Huge, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but there's, as I said, there's different, there's different ways, and brokers, you know, like we have uh, a payment plan, so you can go on a monthly payment plan, and it's all split out for you. Mm-hmm. Makes things a lot easier than having to pay a full lump sum yeah. on an annual basis. Well, and insurance is a, is a funny thing too, because you know I remember uh, I'm j- I'm trying to think here. I think my first house, whatever it was, 25 years ago, insurance yeah. was something like 600 bucks or 800 bucks, and That's now right. you know people pay you know uh, 1800, 2000 mm-hmm. dollars a year, right? Yeah. Um, when you when I think about it though, our property values have um, more than tripled, actually more uh-huh. than that uh, yeah. in, in that amount of time. Um, so, but there's always, there's ever changing rules. So we talked about the changing goalposts of mortgages. There's changing goal, goalposts in, uh, insurance too. We're here with Lori Zorn, by the way, mm-hmm. insurance manager at uh, Island Savings. Um, I mean, let's talk about some of the biggies. Underground oil storage tanks. Under, uh, yeah. Buried oil tanks. They're still out there. Yeah. Um, we had one recently that I heard of through another broker. Um, the client lived, uh, above Lakeview there somewhere up. And they tracked back that this buried oil tank was actually leaking into a nature reserve. Yeah. So, and the people didn't know. They bought their house like 15 years ago. They did not know that there was a buried oil tank there. Yeah. So, as you know, that there's companies that will come out and scan. Yep. And they will check to make sure that there's there's no buried oil tanks on your property. Now, there, right now, there are no insurance companies that will insure with a buried oil storage tank, right? Nope. It's got to come out usually. Yeah, it's because there's, there's too many unknowns. Yeah. Like they, you don't know if there's contamination. You don't know what kind of damage is there. Yeah. Uh, actually, several weeks ago, we had uh, on our show here, the um, we had a buried oil tank uh, expert and mm-hmm. we had an asbestos uh, expert and uh, and all that. So yeah. the, these are areas of concern. And it's not, for, so from their standpoint, it was these are things that could scare a buyer off. But for you here right now, we're talking about um, insurance. Trying, and, to, trying to get the insurance on this home, right? It's, it's, and I think what happens when people, you know, they're purchasing a new home and because of the market, it is the way it is right now. They just sort of go in there and buy right away yeah. and not think ahead and say, Ooh, can I get insurance on this home? Yeah. Because if you're having difficulty getting insurance on the home, it could hold up the lending process. So Denise's end, wow. it could hold up um, her lender's financing that money. Well, that's a reminder because the lenders need to see proof of insurance before they actually advance the funds on a closing, right? Yep. That is right. Yeah. Okay. Very, yeah. very, very important. Um, so now a question comes up every once in a while, uh, making sure that you have enough insurance. Mm-hmm. How does someone make sure that they are appropriately covered? Most brokers you can go into, um, when they come in to see us, we have what you called a guaranteed replacement cost policy. So 
as long as you insure to the value that we've come up with, even if the home costs, say, 50000 more to rebuild, the insurance company has to do it. Mm-hmm. Now, there's some policies out there that are called just replacement costs. They will not go beyond the policy limit. So if the home is insured for 400000 and the home burns down and it's 500000 they will only pay out that 400000 So you have to make sure that your policy is a guaranteed replacement cost. Well, now, now, mind you, because every year values increase, things change. Does that mean that the homeowner needs to get a, a, a new assessment or a new valuation of, of their property? Right. With insurance companies, again, when you insure to a guaranteed replacement cost, they will have an inflationary factor built in every single year. Oh. And also, brokers, we uh, like I know for Island Savings, every five years, we will sit down with you and do a new building cost replacement uh-huh. just yeah, to so make it's, sure. It's a more complicated process. Absolutely. So yeah. we, want, we want to make sure that the value is there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's often a tough question when, and, and I know, cause I think we've gone through it with, with you and, yeah. and it's the, the question is, well, what value would you put on your personal effects? Mm-hmm. Okay. So with insurance policies, they are percentage of, of the dwelling value. So if with us, if your home's insured to say 500,000, 80% is covered for your contents and that's really good, but you also have to make sure that there's some limitations in the policy. Like jewelry is covered um, up to a specific mm-hmm. specific amount. Um, uh, bikes are covered up to a specific Even amount. Even some degree of cash too, right? That's right. Up, yeah. Cash is usually a couple thousand dollars. Kind of hard to prove when it's burned up, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yes, I had $5,000 cash in my back wallet. Yeah. Um, so you, a, again, a good broker is going to advise you and show you what the policy limitations are so that you know if you have, you know, $50,000 worth of jewelry, we can put riders on for this, uh-huh. you know. And I know at Island Savings we have what they call bundles, which is a reduced premium and will cover jewelry up to, say, $15,000, more than the policy limit. Got right? it. So, so Lori, tell us what happens in the case of a catastrophe. You know, somebody has an unfortunate uh, mm-hmm. incident of having a fire or a flood or something, uh, and they call you. They call me? Yeah. Well, <laughs> Island Savings, I have the claims phone a couple times a year for... I, I know. I've for, been with you when you have the phone. When yes. I have the phone, <laughs> yeah. and I have to take the call, even 2 o'clock in the morning. And you know what? It, we have actually gone out um, when our clients have had a fire and we've assisted. We've been there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes you're just walking out with nothing, just the clothes on your back. And you're lucky to have slippers when it's a fire. Mm-hmm. We also have um, the insurance companies have claims adjusters that we can put on right away. And those claims adjusters, they're, they're excellent. You know, they're, they're there to make sure that those people are looked after and they're put someplace safe and they've got access to get some new clothes and then they start working with the person to rebuild their lives again and it's hard it's you know I always advise people you know what take take a video take take your cell phone and take pictures whatever of of the inside of your home Mm -hmm. because in a total loss how can you remember what you have yeah I lost a suitcase one time and then six months later I thought oh (laughs) where's this outfit that I had and that, that was just a suitcase. I, I can't imagine a whole house. Yeah, but, but the underlying message here, of course, is 
You need to have insurance. Absolutely. Yeah, because there are many cases of people that just are not insured here in Victoria, right? And, you know, like even a tenant's package, you look at that and you can get a tenant's package for like $20 a month. Mm -hmm. You know, how many Starbucks is that? Thanks for bringing that up because I think this is also something that is often overlooked as if you're not a homeowner but you're a tenant, people often forget about the fact that they need to have insurance for their own personal items and liability as well too, right? And then also to put you up in another location. So that will help you get into a motel while you can find another place to live. Great. So much to talk about. We're going to have to have you back. Yeah. Lori Zorn, insurance manager at Island Savings. Uh, Lori, people need to reach you. How do they do that? They can call me at 250-413-2028. And it is for my email, lzorn, Z-O-R-N, at islandsavings, with an S, dot C-A. Great. We're wrapping up our show today. Denise Webster, uh, Mortgage Advisor with Dominion Lending Center is Modern Mortgage Group. How can people get in touch with you? Direct on my cell phone at 250-889-4743 or email me at denise at denisewebster.com. And finally, Diana Zink, uh, the stagecoach. Uh, how do people reach you? They can reach me at 250-514-6217 or email me at diana at thestagecoach.ca. That's great. So thank you all for joining us again today. Thank you listeners for listening in. Uh, Had a great conversation today. Uh, As always, we're going to be here this time next week. You can go online to cfax1070.com to hear podcasts or to submit questions that I'd be happy to address on our next show. We'll be here next week. The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070.